Hey, this is Eric Dittleman. Before we start this episode, just a couple notes. Uh, this is a bank episode from a couple of weeks ago, and we had some audio issues with Matt's mic, so we tried to clean that up as much as possible. But just know you didn't miss anything in our conversation uh, when Matt's mic cuts out around the Shakespeare part in the middle. Uh, and I figure while I have you, I'll also touch upon some things uh, I've since rewatched Karate Kid um, that you heard in the previous episode. Uh, but we talk about things that I don't know about in this episode. We also uh, touch upon the David Blaine special, which hadn't occurred when we recorded this, but then we went way more in depth on the previous episode as well. So listen to that. And uh, this is also before we had our trivia theme song from my brother. And later on, I think I confused John Cryer with Sean Hayes and Will and Grace, although technically I am correct because John Cryer does show up in the revival. So that's all the notes I have. Uh, enjoy the show. Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic. I got a bonsai tree. Is that how it's pronounced? Bonsai. Bonsai. That's great. Clearly uh, you haven't seen Karate Kid. No. Enough of you. No, I've been playing some new video games. That's new. <laughs> uh, do you have the Switch, Nintendo Switch? Yeah, I have the Switch. Can but we play Mario Kart together? Yeah, we can play Mario Kart. That would be sick. You have Mario Kart 8? Yeah. Let's play. Okay, I like that. All right, let's just, just stop the podcast now and get the game going. That. Now I want to play. <laughs> this is a bank episode, by the way. We didn't mention that. But uh, yeah. yeah, you're going to be away. Uh, yep. But this is going to be aired you know, pretty close to real time. Uh, so, yeah, you know. very close. We'll be uh, we'll be getting into that, but you you bought a bonsai, bonsai tree. Bonsai, you could say bonsai. You can yeah. say bonsai. It's fine. Yeah, bonsai. Yeah, I, I pulled off to the side of the road while I was driving in Laguna Beach. Saw a man in a van selling uh, bonsai trees. This seems like such a mat thing to do. Just like <laughs> randomly. Oh yeah, I'll pull off to the side of the road and buy this this merchant's wares. <laughs> Not going to lie, it has to do with my obsession for Karate Kid, where the bonsai tree plays an integral role in the mm -hmm. Miyagi-Do karate. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently it's very challenging to take care of. I did some Instagram stories asking people how to take care of a bonsai tree, and I got not a single, <laughs> not a single person that offered any helpful insight onto how to do it. Uh, people who have tried and, and failed. Yeah. Yeah. So one person said they've done this twice. They said that they've pulled over to the side of the road, <laughs> bought a tree, did it again a second time and killed them both. The tree is not the guy selling it. No. Yeah. I assumed that. But, uh, <laughs> but is that like the go-to way to sell bonsai trees? Cause I, I don't think I've seen them sold anywhere in like stores or anything, but is that like a common practice to be like, Oh yeah, I'll just go to the guy on the side of the road. Who's selling bonsai well, back trees. in the day, they had bonsai shops, didn't they? You're, I'm new to this whole world, so. Well, yeah. If you get into Karate whole Kid bonsai Three, world. in Karate Kid Three, Mr. Miyagi opens a place called Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees, and he sells the bonsai trees. Now, how's your tree doing? Is it still alive? So far, so good. I'm just a right. few days into it. I'm watering it religiously. But by the time uh, this bank episode airs, how do you think it'll be? <laughs> I think it'll still be faring pretty well. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that really concerns me is um, uh, be living in the desert. Mm. And yeah. I said to the guy, and, and he spoke very, very broken English, but I said, uh, can I have this live after I had paid? <laughs> he says, make sure you keep it in your patio. 
And like, I don't really have like an indoor outdoor patio space where I would put a bonsai tree. Like, because he said, if you keep it inside, it doesn't like the air conditioning. Yeah. And I don't think outside, I don't know if outside's a good place for a bonsai tree. So like I have it outside because it needs so much sunlight, but I don't know. The desert conditions are not ideal, I think, for plant life in general. So who knows? But we have plants in our yard. So who knows? We'll see. Now, the one thing I know about bonsai trees is like you clip the leaves and branches in specific ways to make different shapes for some reason. I'm guessing a Zen type reason. Of, I yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Miyagi talks a lot about uh, the clipping <laughs> of the tree. Your mentor, Mr. Miyagi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it is sort of, I think, a kind of a meditation almost. Yes. Um, clipping now, the bonsai. Are there like specific patterns to clip them? I mean, I'm, I'm picturing it kind of like a poodle dog's uh, haircut. You know, it's like you just, you just have different styles and you trim around certain areas and you get a little. <laughs> little design my education on clipping a bonsai tree comes solely from karate kid (laughs) and there's a there's some good sections i mean there's good Mm -hmm. chunks of the movie that have to do with the bonsai tree but that's all and i don't even know if it's fictitious what they're saying so who knows right that could be true but have you considered the meditative quality of shearing a poodle in the same way um I have not. Okay. I, I don't plan on getting into the grooming business, but you mentioned meditative uh, meditation. Yeah. 100, 134 days when we're recording this for me. Straight. Oh, wow. Did you know that? No, Did I, I talked to you about this at I, all? I, maybe a little bit. I For some reason, I think you may have brought it up in passing. I think it's helpful. Let me tell you this. I've started sleeping better. I've had sleeping issues my whole life, unlike you. You just you just pass right out. That's Am I not right? necessarily true. I mean, is that right? It's, for me, it's mostly I'll stay up until I'm tired, which could be like four in the morning, six right, in the morning sometimes. Right. And then, then I pass out. But I don't know. I can only attribute it to one of two things. Obviously not working because we're in a pandemic, so I haven't I had shows since March. So maybe I'm more relaxed because of that and I can sleep. Or maybe it coincides with the meditation. I like to think mm-hmm. it's the meditation because eventually I am going to work again. And I hope that doesn't come along with right. insomnia. Now, so. I'm curious too because usually we go to bed late as performers because you're doing a show at night and the adrenaline mm-hmm. is there. And it's hard to come down from that that rush of you know being on, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I know I've heard other people talk about this as like as performers, it's like when you get home from work, a normal nine to five job, you need that many hours to decompress and then go to bed and do your nighttime routine. It's like we're doing the same thing, but our time of work is shifted later in the evening mm-hmm. and then you still need that decompression time. So like that's why four o'clock is a normal you know hour to fall asleep sometimes. So. Do you think the meditation is going to help once you get back to live shows and you are still building up that adrenaline, that that performing rush at night? And then what are you going to come home right after a show and be like, bedtime, see you later? I, I think I, I hope so. I, I'm early to bed and early to rise now, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I've really never been that way. Um, but it is harder. I think, you know, if you get home at midnight or 11 or whatever, it's a lot harder to go early to bed at that point, you know? So I don't know. There's going to be a shift. And are you worried about getting tired if you're used to this schedule, like during your show? Like if you're just like in the middle of, you know, the brothers video, just like, I think I'm going to take a quick cat nap. (laughs) I don't even know if that video will be in the show. I was going over my, uh, as I was kind of taking notes before we started the podcast today, 
I was like, I wonder how much of the show could potentially be new when we do reopen. And I think it's like a third of it, mm. like at least yeah. already. And yeah. we're still, not, you know, who knows if we're halfway through the pandemic, who knows? And I was curious, what's your situation looking like with new material? For me, it's been an obviously an opportunity to build more and more and more. And like, it's just continuing to grow. But you don't have your Amazeballs uh, outlet. So do you no. find you're doing less new material for the live show because you're focused so much on the virtual? Yeah, I haven't really given any thought <laughs> to my live show because uh-huh. really the focus, like you said, has been on virtual coming up with that show and just And that's all new it. content too, all, a lot of it. It's all different from my live show. Yeah, it's all... 100%? To, yes, 100%. No overlap different. at all? There's a, a similar effect that has a totally different method that, of a piece that used to be in my live show. Uh, you, uh, people may have seen it um, if you saw my semi-final performance of America's Got Talent. The coloring where, mm-hmm. you know, Howard Stern had a picture that he colored in with different markers. And then I happen to have the exact same way that he colored it matches. So uh, I'm doing a version of that that used to be in my live show. It used to close my live show, uh, but it's no longer in my live show. But I adapted it for the virtual setting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only really thing that carries over. Although uh, that might end up back in the live show uh, because the other thing I've been focusing on, again, not new material, is when we get back to live is how I do my live show uh, socially distanced. So that's a good one because literally I can have someone up on stage and they're on one end of the stage and I'm on the other end of the stage. And right. then I can show that the two drawings hopefully match and uh, go from there. So it might it might be the one overlap. Right. Um, speaking of sort of uh, healthy habits, what's going on with the eating? Doing great uh, at the time of this recording. I'm about a month in. Uh, well, it's not all all healthy either eating because uh, you know I am on this like you know the box delivery HelloFresh uh, foods, and uh, every once in a while the the vegetarian options are something I know I'm not gonna like, especially like mushroom based stuff. I'm not a fan, so I can swap it in for some other you know proteins and it can be a meat eater again. Well, just because it has a meat in it, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, I've been vegan for a few, yeah. couple years, two, going on three, I guess. But like, that doesn't mean that it's unhealthy no, to no, consume of, a meat product necessarily. Not. No, no, of course not, too. But like, when it's a barbecued chicken pulled <laughs> pulled sandwich, you know, <laughs> that's not the the healthiest thing. But uh, no, but uh, it's in moderation, though. It sounds like. Yeah, and uh, the other things too are like some of the even the veggie dishes are like just a ton of cheese too, which makes it taste delicious. Yeah. And how long has this been? You said it's been about a a month. So not really long enough to feel any different at all. Or is that not true? No, I lost a few pounds already. And, uh, you know, but I'm kind of hitting a plateau right now and seeing, you know, if I can get better on that. But uh, yeah, Uh, just kind of just it's more the the effects I'm seeing is like my palate is already expanding because of that. um, the, the, The actual cooking myself. Uh, of ingredients and I'm like all right I put all this time and effort and I could you know I think it's what's really curing quote curing because there's definitely things I'm still picky about but what's curing my picky eating for my whole life is the one the cooking part of it but two also just getting fresh ingredients and having that at my disposal so both of those have been very helpful and it's been going great that's exciting yeah I hope you eventually feel different too maybe you know, we'll losing we'll pounds see. and everything is a great way to measure something because you can yeah. look at a number on a scale, right? Yeah. But like sometimes you stick with it and you go, wow, like I have way more energy than I used to have. Things like that. Eventually you yeah. might notice it or it's a placebo. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. It's been weird because we've been talking about that weird sleep schedule as performers and a lot of my virtual shows have been night at night and then I end the show and like even though I'm home and could go to bed, but like I got to decompress, you know, wind down, make graphics for my next show because that's all I'm doing in my spare time. <laughs> so I'm like sometimes staying late doing that. But uh, but that I've been just taking like random naps in the afternoons. So I don't feel like I have more energy. I just feel like I've shifted into like this weird double sleep pattern. Life but, uh, is weird right now. It is very weird. We'll see how this all adjusts. I really hey, do some... miss uh, traveling like on planes and sleeping on planes though in the morning. Like that, like that yeah. was a huge part of my life was like get up just to make the flight and then I can sleep until we land and you know. It's just a, it's just shifted in the pandemic. It's all. Speaking of flying, here's something uh, a headline going on in the magic world. Oh, and uh, ascension. Ascension. A balloons. David Blaine is flying That's over right. the Hudson River. I guess. Uh, well, I guess it would have already happened by the time we throw this out there. Yeah. That's right. But um, we haven't, I haven't mentioned it to you. I don't think we've talked no. about it at all. No, this is, uh, this is, I know he's doing this on YouTube. It's going to be live. Penny for your thoughts. Um, I remember him trying a stunt with balloons at the end of one of his specials and something went weird or awry and it didn't quite go the same way. So this seems like it's almost a reboot of that idea. But I have, really don't know anything about this. It's like it's just he goes in a hot air balloon, right? And he's going to go over the Hudson. I think he's holding balloons and he's like flying Mary Poppins style. Like, an is umbrella. this a magic trick or is this a stunt? What I do we think? I think here? it's maybe both. I mean, that's his whole thing is he wants to blur the line between what is a stunt and what's a magic trick. Yeah, yeah. So, but how is he selling it? Do you know? I've only, no, I know very little. This is a great yeah, podcast same. to really dive into <laughs> this special. But uh, no, I think. He's got like either one large balloon or many little balloons <laughs> and it's going to be like an up scenario and he's just yeah. going to hold him up and go flying around. Now, the questions that it raises in my mind is like, all right, I get that a lot of people aren't traveling, but does he have to get like FAA approved to be flying over New York City? <laughs> I think as so. A one, I think there's going to be some. As a one person vehicle. <laughs> What do you think about the switch to YouTube as opposed to, you know, staying on his normal kind of yeah. every few years he kind of jumps on a does a special? I don't know. I, I feel like that YouTube is such a large platform and people are going to find it anyway. I mean, a lot of the the shows that we watch that have magic in it, Fool Us, AGT, whatever, I'm watching clips on YouTube that way. So I, I, th I think we're seeing overall, I think less people are watching TV in real time because so much is on demand now Yeah, with all the streaming and whatnot. And sometimes when you want to watch something, you want to watch it when you want to watch it, not when they tell you to watch it. So I think overall across the whole board of television, I think we are seeing just a dip in ratings in traditional broadcast television and more on YouTube and streaming and all of that. I think it's generational too. I mean, I think it's just, uh, you know, the generation younger than us is definitely more tuned into all these YouTube celebrities and they're watching YouTube constantly. Uh, whereas like, you know, our parents' generation are only really, you know, are what they're used to watching their network shows and everything like that. And I think we're in this weird mix. Like I watch some stuff there, some stuff on TV, but I've cut the cord a long time ago. Um, so I, you know, don't have cable or anything. I pretty much stream everything with the Apple TV and sometimes you can't watch things live, uh, just the way that works out. And, uh, 
you know, uh, I have my ways of watching the, <laughs> you know, tapping into the, 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 the shows that I want to watch. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a big adjustment and we'll see what the numbers are. I mean, you, you'll actually get to see the number of people who tune in on YouTube. That's a benefit, I suppose, right? Yeah. With, if he's got that little option clicked. Yeah. I guess the thing you don't really know is how, yeah, you can, only, you're limited on the analytics that you see, right? Like, I don't know right. if three seconds counts as a view or what, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but. That's an interesting thing that I found out with these virtual shows too, is uh, one of the ways is to gauge, uh, you know, to give the clients their feedback is uh, I tell them like how many views we had and how many after a couple of days that even breaks down to individual viewers. So sometimes those numbers are very off and it's like, who went back and watched this multiple times? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and are they trying to just figure things out? What's happening? Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, but I'm glad they're getting that enjoyment out of it. And, uh, you know, to have some concrete data to give back to them to see you say this event was a success and you know if it wasn't here's some ways that we can make this a success for uh the future do you think we're in a situation speaking of future where like uh the face of not just magic but maybe performance in general is is sort of changing or about to change for example there was vaudeville and then like one day that just was all over because the next thing came in and took it over and then there was the the golden age where you had howard thurston and the big touring shows where they mm-hmm. and then and that came to a stop and like do you think we're in one of those situations where like whatever magic is going to be we're kind of in the in the middle of whatever that's going to be and there're going to be some people who are really pioneers of whatever that new thing is and i don't necessarily think it's virtual mm-hmm. but do you think we're seeing it sort of shift a little bit I think there's always going to be the people who adapt to a platform early and become huge successes in it. I mean, you see it, you know, when Instagram became a thing, even TV specials, you know, it's, it's kind of that, um, very Malcolm Gladwell of like being in the right place at the right time and having the right skills. And it all kind of, I think that's in his outliers book, everything just kind of aligns for that one individual for them to be the top in that field. So I think it's going to happen regardless, but I don't know if there's going to be a major shift. I, I, I feel like in terms of the online world and online presence that we're kind of in right now, there's still this urge for people to want to gather and have that live entertainment aspect of performing. And I, uh, there was an article just from, uh, Seinfeld in the in the comedy world for the New York Times there it was a it was a response to one of the uh, owners of the Stand Comedy Club who was talking about how New York is dead and you know everyone's moving away because they can realize they can do their jobs virtually and offsite they don't need to be in these buildings and all the culture and everything is getting uh, getting kind of washed away in New York because no one's going to theater or culture or arts or restaurants and uh Seinfeld was like, screw you, like New York is going to survive. And uh, yeah, we're doing all these things on Zoom and Internet. But like, we hate that. Like, that's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it because we have to. But eventually we want to be back in person doing these shows. And I think there's going to always be that uh, because that's been around since the dawn of human civilization of gathering in numbers in person. So I think that's always going to be the popular, uh, most uh, effective route, especially when you can see something and you know it's tangible and it's real in front of you, that's going to have way more of an effect than speaking to a screen and adapting that way. 
But, but even live entertainment, though, could have this could have some lasting or permanent effects on what live, even in-person sure. entertainment looks like. And I, it's too soon to say what those are going to be. Yeah. We're close, though. We're close maybe to a point where we might know what some of those changes might be. But mm-hmm. I wonder how different it looks, if at all. Yeah. If at all. Well, I know. I, I, it does fascinate me as a topic, and I do think there are going to be hybrid shows and things that are are being affected by this experience we're having now in the pandemic where even now like i'm talking about you know some of my college clients that were excited that this this kind of looped in a whole variety of students and commuters that didn't get to go back to campus and see the live show so like having an option to do your live show but streaming elements to those people that you know couldn't necessarily get there so that could be a thing i'm more fascinated like you're saying of looking even further into the future and how like things right now that are on the cusp of getting more commercial like vr and ar and how that platform can be applied and like if you put on a headset and then you're in this you know virtual reality magic world and now you're a performer and you have to do your sleight of hand virtually in real mm. time, what that's going to look like with your avatar and what kind of deception and taking advantage of people's assumptions in that environment. Oh, that's be. interesting. And I think I just that's got an really idea fascinating. Too. <laughs> that is, I, I just got a, an idea, uh, <laughs> you know, talking about what the new normals are going to be. You have to imagine every theater, there's going to be like hand sanitizer everywhere, things like that. Yeah got to incorporate that now now that's part of your environment and that can be, be incorporated into your show absolutely i, I i'm not going to say too much here i i got it's going into the notebook i mean come on <laughs> you know i like impossible locations I oh mean. yeah <laughs> i was thinking like a salt pour just never ending uh never ending that too <laughs> that too people just think it's leaking and then you show the bottle empty and just more it fills up with more sanitizer i mean the low-hanging fruit <laughs> is masks right every comedian every magi- mm-hmm. there's going to be some reference to masks or something with masks or trick with masks or whatever see i think but, it's already at the point that people are sick of that and they don't want to hear that right that's what i mean by it's the low-hanging yeah. fruit but yeah. um and, and I've even seen already in the magic world because there's this, I mean, that's a whole thing we could talk about is the magic marketplace, which I've never really dabbled into selling things to the magic community or anything like that. But I've seen products that are sold to, being sold to me as a consumer that are like, oh, you want to reveal a playing card? Here's a mask that has mm. a has a playing card written on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, just, see, I don't love again, that. Again, low-hanging fruit. Real Yeah, low. but I, you know what I do love is when you can take of something that we really take for granted. The mask is such a thing. It's like, yeah. it's now it's like phone call, phone wallet keys. Oh, I forgot my mask. It's, it's like a constant oh, yeah. reminder. But once we really, we're already kind of used to seeing, for example, hand sanitizer stands and things yeah. where you can just, you take it for granted. Kind of like how I enjoy using anything that you take for granted whether it's the table you're sitting at the chair you're sitting in things that just mm-hmm. you take for granted that it's there and that it's normal yeah and when you can do something impossible with it then then you then you have something but i don't know if we're at the position where we can take masks for granted yet because they're just so mm-hmm. there's so much controversy around it and, and they're uh, kind of something you always have to remember and it's also weird because in this virtual setting too it's like you want to if, if someone wanted to do a mask trick, then they have to wear the mask indoors. And then there's like that little logical disconnect of like, why are you wearing their mask indoors if you're just by yourself in your studio? So there's like all these little things to consider. Anything in magic needs to be, it needs to make sense within the environment. It has to, it, does, it can't draw any more extra questions because then it's just going to be suspect. And you're going to think that's that's got to do with something with how it works. 
Uh, so I think really thinking about all those logical elements and making it seem so natural because magic only happens when it's breaking away from the reality. You have to kind of set, this is an improv term too, is you have to set what the base reality is first and then anything that diverts away from that, that is contrasted so much so that whether it's a, a weird thing in an improv scene, that's where the comedy comes from. Or if it's something impossible that breaks the reality in the magic world, that's where the magic comes from. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so no, so you, you have to make that base reality as real as possible first. So anything that's incongruent there automatically is going to bring up red flags for you and then you can't really truly appreciate the rest of how funny or amazing the uh the the odd part is bringing it back to times changing if you take someone like david copperfield the most accomplished magician of our time i've heard of him and perhaps behind beyond what's that i've heard of him yeah yeah i think i've made that same joke before and you didn't hear it last oh. time either <laughs> so that not only is that going to be a running bit every time you say copperfield but the fact that you're not going to hear me or understand it will be a uh, recurring well, bit. <laughs> the reason the reason I, <laughs> the reason i reference him in this case you can't just look at what he was doing in the 80s 90s and say oh i want to be doing that because it doesn't right. make sense because times change so right no puffy shirts these days if he and, well uh, even just what he was doing okay yeah. he was doing a special oh, you're not year, talking about doing, the clothing I <laughs> yeah 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 but if you look at what he was doing to sort yeah. of make his career oh if you if you take him out of that and you make him like 30 years old now mm -hmm. in 2020 pandemic yeah. aside what is he doing what, do you want me to answer this i have no idea i have no idea what he's i doing. leaned back in my chair <laughs> i want an answer what is he doing now at 30? He's 30 years old in 2020, and he's on that same trajectory he was on at that time in the 80s and 90s. What is he doing? What what platform is he using? How is he is he touring? Is he in Vegas? Is he well, on Well, right TV now all during the, the pandemic, he... he's only got the option to kind of really do a virtual show. Pandemic aside, <laughs> okay. <laughs> is he an Instagram star? What is he? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think I think it's TV still or adapting or tour, but I, I who knows? I mean, I think, again, going back to the Gladwell stuff is like he's such an outlier that he was in the right place at the right time with the right experience. And that's why he shot to superstardom. So taking him out of all that context and the the background that he had. Uh, you know, I don't think you can really project what it would be because he's very much of the time when he started and the success he got was due to that. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer this question. This is an impossible question, Matt. You didn't set well, up a good enough base reality. <laughs> there's there's no right answer. So it was more or less what a discussion point. What do you think? I I actually don't know. I really don't know mm -hmm. what it is he would be doing. It could be any combination of the things that we both just said. Right. He could very well be in Vegas he could very well be someone who makes popular videos on a social media platform he could be someone who has uh, a cable tv show or you know yeah. who knows I mean it could be all sorts of things right right that's amazing it's amazing all of this that's happening right now and it'll be very curious to see I'm, I'm always curious about not just our field, obviously, as performers, but how the world is going to be affected by this situation and this pandemic that we're in now. And just like what repercussions we're going to see that like trickle on for years. And then we're going to like when we're older, be like, yeah, that that stems back all the way to that time we were all locked up in our houses in 2020. And that's why we have that's why we're all good at Zoom 
now, like yeah. the, which is just part of everyday life or whatever Zoom becomes uh, as a video calling conference or whatever. Zoom was not in my vernacular six months ago. No, no one. I mean, I think I knew of it like once or twice and had used it for v- meetings, but not as like a regular everyday occurrence now. It's so fascinating. That's, you know, such a really, really r- wish I had bought stock in this company well before <laughs> this pandemic. It is a great way to hang out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when it's your only choice. So, and, and, it, and it's just interesting to see how we adapt as human beings. And we're trying to recreate these experiences we have in person and just finding using ways to do technology to, uh, to simulate that as best as possible. So though, even though we can't hang out in person, I can see you in your room. You can see me in my living room here. And, uh, you know, it feels like we're hanging out even though we're, miles apart and it's almost like we're hanging out more now than we could in real life you know during normal times because you know we just thought there was so many barriers between new york and las vegas that you know we'll see each other when we visit but we could have been doing this the whole time well i think the truth (laughs) is though we actually have more time to be able to do it though too that's true too yes i know you're busy and everything but like right you're not you're not on and off a plane every day yeah that's very true you know yeah i think that yeah that definitely uh, and I wonder if that also ties into, you know, all the, I mean, I don't want to get into all the politics, but just how many people got so much into having an opinion about politics now is because there's just so much more time to mm-hmm. think and complain about certain things and cr- criticize. This is both sides too, but it's just like, and it's an election year. It's just, it's just all the timing happens to be lining up with people who now suddenly have a lot more time <laughs> to, to, right. to focus on this. Yeah, what a weird time we're in. Wow, very crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking uh, of times, I think it is time. Oh, ready? You want to get into the riddle right now? We could do that. I, I mean, I think we're like a half hour in now. Yeah, almost. yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Diddle me this, diddle me that, will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right, this one I think you'll like. Um, I just want to say it's not intentional that we tend to do this a half hour in, but I feel like we no, do. No, we just kind of put it in the happen? middle. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. happens. In um, the middle. Diddle me this in the middle. Uh, diddle in the middle. So that's kind of funny, too. I have cousins that were, you know, I, as a nickname, I had an old, my older brother, Mark, who did our lovely jingle here, uh, was always just known as Diddle. And then to his friends uh, growing up, I was Little Diddle, uh. right? <laughs> because I was a little kid. Uh, right. So it made sense. But I have cousins, and I think they even made T-shirts at one point, or maybe T-shirts were made for them. They were Big Diddle, Little Diddle, and Middle Diddle. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And it just kind of happened. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a big diddle? I didn't even think of middle diddle, and I should have, because that's what I was just saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, here is your riddle for the Diddle Me This segment. And it has to do with a magician, so I think you're excited, going to be excited for this. Ah, a non-butt riddle. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know the answer yet. <laughs> uh, a magician was boasting one day at how long he could hold his breath underwater. Sounds there- accurate. <laughs> his record was six minutes a kid that was listening said that's nothing i can stay underwater for 10 minutes using no types of equipment or air pockets the magician told the kid if he could do that he'd give him ten thousand dollars the kid did it and won the money can you figure out how well he can stay underwater but he never said his head was underwater uh his head is underwater in this scenario okay let's hear it again yes 
I, I will clarify that. It still works if his head is underwater. Okay. Uh, a magician was boasting, again, a given, uh, one day at home. <laughs> Long, uh, sorry, let me start again. A magician was boasting one day at how long he could hold his breath underwater. His record was six minutes. A kid that was listening said, that's nothing. I can stay underwater for 10 minutes using no types of equipment or air pockets. The magician told the kid if he could do that, he'd give him $10,000. The kid did it and won the money. Can you figure out how? He stayed underwater for 10 minutes. Yes. Without using equipment or air pockets. Correct. I don't even know what an air pocket w- means. Like but, a little, I mean, I know little what it means. bubble or something. You ever yeah, play, I mean, like, I the, can't imagine that's going to... Do you remember the Sonic video game and you do like, yes. the underwater level that's and you try to exactly get the little bubble? <laughs> and, like, you're like, you're, and that was so frustrating. Like, you're running out of air and the music starts going and speeding the five, up. 5, 4, or, 3, 2, 1 killed uh, me. I was yeah. like, oh no, dun, 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 dun. And then Sonic, you're just trying to find that bubble and just like, hey, oh. Does a little hiccup, yeah. hiccup sound, yeah. and you got more life or more. I got breath. anxiety just thinking yeah, about that countdown and the music change. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think those are real in real life. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's air pockets and bubbles that come up in in different bodies of water, or like not that can help you hold your breath for ten minutes. So. Ah, man, no equipment, no snorkel, right? But, like, say you're in a swimming pool and you put, like, you do, like, that thing where you push a bucket underneath, but, you like, you stay. That's an air pocket. I got it. Right? Oh, oh yeah, his head is underwater, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you got your tank of water. Yeah. Which is suspended on some sort of wire rack shelf, and he goes under the tank. You have the concept right, but you don't even need a full tank because you could just pour a glass of water. And he goes under it. There <laughs> and you, you hold go. it over your head. <laughs> oh, there's no suspense in that. You got to have yeah, the tank. Uh, you, want the, <laughs> you want the big big water tank. Yeah, so, you solved the riddle, though. Yes, yes. it's a word riddle. It's a wordplay r- riddle. I like wordplay riddles, I think. Yeah, which is like under underwater. Hold your head As underwater. As opposed to submerged in. Yeah, yeah, not submerged in. So give yourself a ding. Ding, ding, ding. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? I think that's a fair one. I'm glad you got that uh, pretty quickly because, uh, you know, when I tormented you, uh, if you haven't listened to a couple weeks ago, all these riddles from our user-submitted Rob Belchunas, that was long and tormented you. (laughs) Yes, this was much better. Uh, thank you for that great riddle. I really enjoyed that one. I yeah. like the magic theme, too. And it had a magic theme to it, so I thought... <laughs> I love that. Did you seek that out? No, it was just part of uh, part of my list of research I've been was doing. Was it in your book? You have a riddle book, or you haven't opened that yet? Uh, I have a bunch of riddle books. I don't think I've dived into those yet. Oh, okay. This is just online research? Yeah. All right. I've got a trivia question for you. I have two trivia questions okay. for you. Do it up. And again, um, I'm giving you only questions that I guessed and got wrong when I <laughs> went over them. Gotcha. Uh, how are you with like geography of things? I do like geography. Okay. I don't know if this is quite geography as much as it is knowing. Okay. I'm just going to, you know what? Here it is. <laughs> In which city would you find Red Square? Red Square. Yep, and red is capitalized and yep. square is capitalized. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I have pretty options sure, too. I, no, I'm pretty sure I don't need the options. Uh, but, <sighs> but I'm now again master justifier, trying to justify a wrong answer as well. 
because uh, I'm between two, and I'll talk it out. Okay. I didn't even give you options. Let's hear it. Uh, I believe uh, uh, both might be communist related, <laughs> but uh, but I'm going to say that uh, one might be um, the, like, I'm thinking this is either China or in Russia, but I'm going to go with Russia and I believe it's Moscow, but I'm going to say, okay. is it, did you ask for the country or the, um, or the city? You want me to just be honest? You already said the answer, and it was Moscow. Yeah, it's Moscow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. You didn't know that one? I didn't even give you the choices. No. I'll always ask if I need choices. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, jeez. All right. I got another one for the, you. Uh, the, I do that in escape rooms, too. Is like uh, My team are like, uh, we'll ask for the hints, thank you, <laughs> if we need them. <laughs> this one might even be easier for you. Okay. But I don't know. Great. Or harder. Maybe. What was the first name of William Shakespeare's mother? Oh, I do not know this off the top of my head. I believe it's mentioned in like the movie Shakespeare in Love. Uh, what are the choices? I'll need the choices on this one. A, Anne. B, Susan. C, Elizabeth. D, Mary. Because I was thinking Mary Elizabeth or Anne. It's not Susan. <laughs> also, you did your B calling your cat. Did your cat show yes. up? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I might get one wrong finally. I don't like well, this feeling. <laughs> it sounds like you've got it down to, you know, you've eliminated I'm, 25% I'm, of the options. I got a, yeah, I got a one in three. I'm trying to think. Now, I know that Batman and Superman both have Martha as a as a mother's name because that was a plot point in Batman versus Superman. Does that tie in, or are you just showing off your Batman knowledge? No, I'm just trying to. I'm. This is how my brain works. I'm making connections. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's other mothers that happen to be. Okay. Say. So that's why it could be Mary. I want to. Uh, I'm gonna go with my gut though. Uh, I'll say Anne. A. I believe that is your first incorrect. No! <laughs> I, I believe. Now, no, I'm really not 100% sure. <laughs> you don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> well, because I did it this morning, and it, it, you know I don't remember what the answer was. I think I remember it was Mary. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I was close yeah. with Martha. What do, you, yeah. what do you mean you don't write down the answers? I didn't just, write it down in this case. Are you just going to assume I get them right? <laughs> no, no, I usually know. It was Mary. I'm pretty sure it was Mary. It wasn't Anne. I know it wasn't Anne. You Googling? Get a Google yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing Mary Shakespeare, I think. Yeah, William. <laughs> what an anticlimactic way to get something wrong. <laughs> um, I think it's Mary. Imagine if like Jeopardy or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and they like did the wrong answer and go, um, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> That's why when they filmed it in Vegas, they decided to get Jimmy Ma Kimmel as the host instead of me. It is it is Mary Shakespeare. Mary. So there you go. You were 50% today because you did get the first one correct without choices, which I think still says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I'll, read that. Yeah. I'll read that article later so I don't make that mistake ever again. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, uh, I'll have to do some research on uh, Mary Shakespeare. But have you heard that uh, that theory that like Shakespeare was just a pen name and many different playwrights and authors kind of wrote under that? 
I don't no, know. No, I, I didn't believe, know that. I don't know if I believe that. What was the pen name? William Shakespeare. The, the, you mean Shakespeare is not his real last name? They're saying that many authors use the pen name William Shakespeare, and it's all under collect his collected works, supposedly. Oh, and it really wasn't written by him. Yeah, I don't know how. Oh, maybe true that is. If he was maybe they're saying he wasn't really a real person like the William Shakespeare people picture. That's trivia for today. Trivia this, <laughs> trivia <laughs> we that. We don't have a theme song for trivia. Clearly. <laughs> Can't you get a Joe to write one? <laughs> maybe I could. <laughs> hey, he's got some time. He's not doing gigs. Maybe we could get a Grammy nominated singer songwriter to write a song for us. That would be I mean, fantastic. no offense, Mark. No. <laughs> no. um, I've been uh, trying to kill some downtime that I had for free time when I'm not making graphics all the time by uh, playing some video games and some watching some streaming stuff that okay. I've been enjoying. Um, do you know anything about the game Fall Guys? Is that a video game? It is a video game. I haven't even heard of that. So it's I, I believe it's independently made, but it's become very popular. Uh, there's a whole genre of battle royale type games like Fortnite, obviously, you've heard of. Yes? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't really know what it is. This is going to get super nerdy for a second, by the way. Uh, That's okay. For, for our listeners. Apex Legends is another game that I play a lot. But these are like shooter games. And basically, it's winner take all. Once you're eliminated, you're done. And you have to start a new game. And whoever's Is that la- like GoldenEye? The last, yeah, you'd think like GoldenEye. But it, when you don't respawn after you get you know killed in golden eye or uh, you do in golden eye but in battle royale games you're done done so you're then dead. You're, you're eliminated you have to start a new game wow <laughs> so then there's only one winner so this fall guys is very adorable it's very cute it's not a shooter game it's kind of like um like wipeout like the obstacle course show or like ninja warrior and, right and all Wipeout it is, was the old original yeah one, right? yeah mm-hmm. so these are all or, or even like if you go back to like gladiators or double dare like there's little like mini games and it's all you're like these little like minion type people <laughs> you look like little like sausages and you're racing against everyone else to comp- compete in these little mini games and after each round a certain number of people get eliminated if they didn't cross the finish line when the first like 30 people uh you know those are all gone and then it keeps whittling it down and like some are like team sports like there's one where you're three different teams that have to like collect eggs for your specific basket (laughs) which is very cute and adorable and then you could go and steal eggs from other people's baskets and so forth and then like whichever team wins the other two teams get eliminated and then it's like back to one-on-one competitions where you have to like run up a little like slime obstacle course and like try not to slip and fall it is so cute it is so adorable i am having so much fun i'm very bad very bad i have not won yet (laughs) you don't have a farm a farm yeah, like Animal Crossing. That's the big one, right? That is a great, yeah, that's a fun you game. You play that? No, I don't play oh. that one. Tiana's obsessed with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's why we have a Nintendo Switch, so, so that she can Just have so she can play Animal Crossing. I don't even understand what it is. I see her playing it, and like, yeah. it's so strange to me. Yeah, I have friends who are very into it, and like, you build your own little town, and you collect things. It's very, like, it feels like very Sims to me. Like, you're just kind of like, you know, like creating your own little world and but she'll be like playing with her brother in boston yeah. like remotely yeah. and i'm like but who's winning and she's like no it's you, not it's a not game like you win that. you're just you're just living i don't understand that you're just living as a character <laughs> yeah but that doesn't make any sense it's just uh you know you have tasks you need to complete and you do those tasks how is it a, in the this, this, how is that a game 
it's it's uh it's it's entertainment because you get to be like a little animal, and you get to build okay. your own world. That's uh, bizarre it's, to it's me. Similar to like Minecraft, you get to create things as well. And I don't know what that is either. I've heard of it, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a lot of lot of time to catch up on the on the video games uh, in quarantine when you have free time, and um, and I just know a lot of people are playing. But it's that I think is definitely going to be if not if it's not already. I mean, we were talking about YouTube as well uh, in the past of how big that is as a platform and it's very generational of just people who are tuning in. But like in terms of content, like more than television, more than the film industry, video games is a bazillion dollar industry. And it's just so crazy. And that is an accurate estimation a bazillion. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, uh, it's unreal how many, uh, you know, developers and I mean, it ties into the whole streaming world with Twitch and like just watching people playing video games and like uh, even like the number one YouTuber of all time. Most subscribes PewDiePie started just, you know, as playing video games and still plays video games and people watch and it's just reactions to that. It's it's unreal how it all kind of ties together. And it's just are uh, you any good at Mario Kart? Oh, I'm probably rusty now. Probably okay. rusty. I play online, you know? Yeah, so we'd have to find each other. Yeah. I don't know. Can you do that, though? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, send me your friend code. I don't have one. I just use Tiana's. Oh, send me Tiana's friend I don't code. Even, I don't be... even know how to do that, but I can ask her to do it. I don't, I, I don't yeah. use it. I just play that one game. Yeah, yeah. And you play against each other at all or no? Well, we play online together. Yeah. So yeah. we'll both be in the same group of 12. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I remember, like, the first, like, Mario Kart back with SNES Super Nintendo, and then yes, it didn't really become super popular for me until N sixty four. That's like, the same here. I just remember those were the glory days, and again, maybe you know it's different now when you're a kid growing up. But we would just get together at your friend's basement and just have these parties. You're all playing with different controllers on the same system. I really miss those days because now, like you're saying, everything's online. You can play multiplayer games, but you're playing with people all across the world. You have to connect with these friend codes and requests and everything if you want to play with someone you know. Uh, but like usually it used to be, you know, all local, you just sit down, you're with your buddies, you grab some yeah. snacks. <laughs> yeah. We would go over to my friend Chris's basement would be our hangout in like high school and middle school and whatnot. And just, mm-hmm. you know, they knew not to disturb us down in the basement. We're just like, you know, playing smash brothers and golden eye, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk pro skater, all these games. Listen to how old we sound. Those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> I, I remember trying to play some games like recently with just like locally with like roommates and friends of mine. And it's tough to do. It's like mm-hmm. we can only do these small like limited modes because, you know, it's all like two player locals, not a thing anymore. Right. I know. I know. So strange. So strange. Um, but the other thing I've been watching is uh, uh, I'm thrilled about this. Yeah, what are is you it? on? You are on the Disney Plus because of yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on the to, Disney Plus. Speaking you, of sounding old, you've got the Disney Plus. <laughs> yes, because uh, we talked about Magic Camp. Uh, but uh, have you been watching? I'm super excited. This is a weekly show that's on. Uh, what is it? The Muppets are back. I heard it was coming back. I love the Muppets, <laughs> so they have a that's new show. Awesome. Muppets now it's the closest version of because they've they've tried a bunch of shows since you know the the best version which was the Muppet show 
you know, the mm-hmm. old classic, the variety show with all the guest stars coming on. I think originally started in the UK. And they still do broadcast. that though, right? They have the guest Mu- stars. The Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. This is the closest thing to that, I think, because there's other iterations where they tried like a Muppet sitcom. They did like, excuse me, uh, Muppets Tonight, um, which was close in that vein as well. And then they did one that was like just called Muppets that was like almost like a workplace, like tried to be the office. So there's a lot of like misses or I mean, not misses if you're a Muppets fan, but like they weren't as successful. This one feels very much in the same vibe as that original Muppets show, but it's kind of got this wrapping of a, of an online YouTube kind of thing. So it's like different segments, uh, but like, you know, Scooter, who used to be the stage manager, is kind of running and dragging clips into like a Dropbox. And then they're showing like a segment with uh, with Miss Piggy's uh, lifestyle or, uh, or Pepe the Prawn does a game show. And there's a Swedish chef segment where he's like usually competing against a famous chef that's really making a good meal, but... Swedish mm-hmm. Chef is ruining things, of course. And, of course, uh, I always love the science segments with uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Honeydew, Benson Honeydew, and Beaker. And they have guest stars. And I just love it so much. I'm such a Muppet fan. I watched Muppet Babies. Yeah. And that's back, too, now. There's a new version of it. Does that have the th- same theme song, or they remixed it, or what? I haven't wa- caught the new Muppet Babies Is that for yet. kids? I might be, yeah. And Muppets Adults Watch? The regular Muppets? I think anyone who's a kid at heart can watch the Muppets. Okay. Now, now, you know I have, like, a connection with the Muppets here in New York a little bit. Do I? I don't know if you do. Um, what is your connection to the Muppets? So there is a museum here called the Museum of the Moving Image. It's one of my favorite museums in all of New York. And it's a history of, you know, movie making, filmmaking. But they did a temporary exhibit for a little bit of Jim Henson but they decided to make a permanent exhibit a few years ago and uh, they were asking for donations and sponsors and I sent some cash their way and I sponsored uh, Statler of Statler of Waldorf who they have, the two old guys in the balcony that yeah. do the critics. So Statler has a little plaque and it says donation possible by Eric Diddleman that's permanently in this exhibit. And oh, get, that's awesome. And I'm so thrilled. I was so happy to, you know, make this part of a New York uh, experience and, you know, went to the big opening gala where they had some of the Henson uh, children there as speakers and, you know, got to kind of debut that whole uh, Henson world and it goes from his early days you know from just making uh, commercials and everything it kind of weaves into uh, Sesame Street as well there's a whole obviously Muppet section of the actual Muppet characters we all love uh, and then it goes into like even Fraggles and uh, Dark Crystal so uh, if you ever come to New York and when things are open again I'll have to take you and we'll have to I was go just gonna visit. say yeah. I was just gonna say that you got to take me yeah I'd like to go and the rest of the museum's amazing too they've done a ton of different exhibits some some that are just you know seasonal temporary ones they did the one that was like the whole history of video games I believe this this will pique your interest they have uh, at least the face mask busk but maybe the actual mask like prosthetic itself from Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> I think. Wow. Or at least one of the prosthetics that Robin Williams wore. No, that's wore. awesome. So, and that's like, there? I can yeah, see that? Yeah. I think there's wow. there's a lot of costumes and a lot of like memorabilia and stuff. And it's just, I just love that museum so much. That's great. Very cool. I, so, I definitely would like to check that out. So I'm, I'm on cloud nine with some video games, some Muppets, and just like, that's what's keeping me sane during all this. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I figured since uh, since it's a bank episode, it would uh, make it make sense to maybe tell a story from the past since this doesn't need to be timely. Sure. And because uh, we we had teased this a little bit, I had told you about a, a, an Uber ride that I had. Uh, emergency uber ride that i had to take from vegas to la and then from la back to vegas in the same day yes uh and i may maybe i've told you some of this before stop me if i have um no well our listeners haven't so i'm not gonna stop that's right that's true yeah i've never (laughs) told it anywhere that's for sure um there's a show called cake wars or something i think it's cake wars on food network and i was a a guest judge on it a while back Mm. and when i went to the airport in the morning uh, I can't remember what the situation was, but my flight was just straight up canceled and I was going to miss the taping. So oh, not wow. all, any of this sound familiar to you at all or no? No, no. Uh, so, I remember you being a guest judge on the show. Yeah, my manager hops on the phone with uh, the, the production company and basically they're like, it's too late to like try to arrange a car or anything. Like, would you just jump in an Uber right now from the airport <laughs> and just come straight here? And I go, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I'll get there late, later mm-hmm. than I'm supposed to, but maybe not that late. So uh, I'm making up the times here. Let's say it's eight in the morning. So I get there at 1230. Yeah. And they're already halfway through taping, mm. which they were new- They were like, well, we'll fix it in post. Now, do they do multiple episodes a day and they can just bring you in for a later one? Or is it just like a one no, shot? No, this is one all episode? one episode. So oh, right. I'm, because I'm, this is a competition show. So like they, they have to really bake in like real time. Yes. And like really have that time frame. Oh, that makes it a little harder to shoot that. Yeah. Yes. So they, they do the shooting and there are two other judges that are like normally on the show. Mm-hmm. And then there's me who's getting there literally halfway through their day of taping. <laughs> so what I end up, they say, oh, we'll just edit it in like you're there the whole time. We can make it work. Yeah. So I get there. That's and awkward to begin with, by the way, because how ready? is that edit going to work? Well, here's I, how it works. I have to edit this episode later, and I'm already nervous about that. So, uh, <laughs> My fault. That's okay. <laughs> um, my fault again. <laughs> so I sit down. They put a cake in front of me yes. of someone who's already been eliminated and has already <laughs> left the studio. Oh, the, the magic of television. Now I need to eat this cake and come up with reasons that I don't like it because they're already eliminated. Well, that that at least gives you a direction of where to like speak to. <laughs> like it's imagine if you had to the opposite, like this is the best cake. I love this cake. Oh, this no, I fantastic. had to do that too. But for the guy that already got eliminated? No, no. But there, you know, there are three different. Let's say there are three yeah. contestants, which I believe there were three different groups. So I had to try three different ones. But one of them is the one who's already kicked out. Mm-hmm. So now, when this airs, I feel like you're breaking all sorts of NDAs here. Maybe. Okay, whatever. But this was a couple years ago. Yeah, they it's forget, fine. right? It's fine. That when this airs, it doesn't matter because this person yeah. in real life is at home watching their episode. And going, he didn't who's eat my that cake. guy? <laughs> he wasn't even there. They understand. They never uh, even saw me or vice versa. So they funny. were gone from the premises by the time I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. That was probably the, the toughest part was like crapping on the cakes that of people who weren't even there. Anyway, so we finish it out. They 
they definitely used certain things that I said multiple times. I don't know if it was on purpose, yeah. but like because I wasn't there the whole time, they'd cut to me being like, "This is great," and then like they're you just know, using you minute- as a meme, like just the same <laughs> clip over and over again. <laughs> Pretty much. Ten <laughs> minutes later, it's like the same. This is great, you know. <laughs> But they made it all work, and the, the the downside of the whole story, the Uber drive there was amazing. I literally, like, I, I got into this guy's car, and I am go, where, uh, he's like, so where are we going? I'm like, we're going to L.A., and he didn't know. And he's like, <laughs> all right, let's roll. He was totally game. Wow. How do you, However, usually they know when they pick you up, like, I, what the for whatever I thought he would, for whatever yeah. reason, he didn't. They even said, we're going to contact the Uber driver, make sure it's cool. None of that happened. But he was totally game. And then I figured, well, that was easy. I'll just hop in an Uber home the same way I got here. So I get in an Uber. Same thing. Uh, we're going to Vegas. And she <laughs> goes, okay. I guess that would be cool. Now, Do you mind if I pick up my daughter to accompany us for the ride? <laughs> I, uh, all right. No problem. So we drive, sure. you know, 30 minutes out of the way to pick up her daughter. And... The next thing is, do you mind if we stop for food? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now they stop and pick up food. And then we hit literally the four-hour drive took eight. No. I got home in the middle of the night. No. It was an eight-hour Uber drive with strangers. Well, here's the other thing that <laughs> I'm just realizing is these Uber drivers are going these long distances they got to get home at some point too. Is it like empty jet, you know, private planes where you can just hop on and someone needs to go back the other way. Right. You know, otherwise it's just out of pocket. You know, you're, are they searching for someone, you know, say you went from Vegas to LA, the guy is now in LA. Is he looking for someone's like, please take me back to Vegas. Who's going to Vegas. (laughs) Uh, Maybe like, I don't think so. I I don't think you're going to get that lucky. Right. No. Right. Two in a day. crazy. (laughs) <laughs> but I think in both cases, the guy should have just guy, stayed for your uh, taping and then you could have taken the same guy back. You would have loved it. Well, the, the guy who took me to L.A. said, oh, I have a brother there. I can go hang out with him. But like never called the brother on the way. Yeah. So like, is that a lie? Did he yeah. just think, oh, this will be a lot of money because it's a long trip? I don't right. know. And then on the way home, that's why she's like, can I pick up my daughter? I think they ended up staying in Vegas for a couple of days. There you go. There's you an know? excuse so, to but, hang out. Eight hours, man. They took that uh, Uber hours. fee and just put it on red and were like, let's double it. Maybe we can get back. Yeah. Yeah. Ser- seriously. Right. It was unbelievable. So but the hours, whole thing was crazy. Oof, oof. That is a long time to be stuck in a car to begin with. And then yeah. with people you don't know. So what yeah, were you and doing? I'm like, Where are we going? Were you making like small, small talk the whole time? Or? Oh, so, so much small talk the whole time. <laughs> they were very chatty. Very chatty and very pleasant too. I'll give you that. But I mean, eight hours. I mean, that's a long time to sit in a car with anybody. See, I try to like with the cabs and Ubers here in New York, like I'll be friendly, but like, I don't want to have a full conversation Uh, and I can't imagine having a full conversation for that long. So like, I'm one of those people who's like, I'm going to put in my headphones and I'm just going to do my own thing. Uh, Yeah. But geez, I can't imagine. Well, you gotta you gotta have some sort of introduction. If you get into an Uber and you know that you're gonna try to talk this person into taking you across state lines, yeah, <laughs> there has to be some sort of charming yeah. in the beginning, right? Wait, did they check if you were a felon first? <laughs> there was no you, background check taking you across state lines. I was more worried about them, especially when <laughs> she starts taking detours. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going? Are you gonna drop me off in the middle of the desert? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very yeah. strange. You know, no. I did actually get in an Uber once that I was like, we're just going to get out. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tiana and I, she reminded me of that the other day. There was an Uber once. It might have been in L.A., and uh, something he did made us very uncomfortable. The stuff he was saying or where he was taking us down wrong turns. And then we got stuck in some traffic. And I was like, you know what? We're close enough. We're just going to hop out here. And we hopped out. Wow. I might be misremembering the details, but we did hop out of an Uber. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to ask, do you have, you know, in those little small talk kind of situations, do you tell people what you do for a living if they ask, like what, where you're headed, or do you have do you have a response that like just shuts down the conversation? Uh, I I generally uh, will try to avoid it if I can, right. um, just because it's a whole to do to get into it. Yeah. Not because I don't want to be friendly or anything like that. Like I'd right. rather talk about what they're getting into. Like if we're gonna have a conversation, mm-hmm. I love hearing about their side hustle or listening to their CD that they yeah. they put in. Um. In this case, when it's eight hours, uh, we got into it. Yeah. In that course. case, we had gotten into it. Um, the time. But in most cases, oh, you live in Vegas. What do you do there? You know, oh, why'd you move there? Oh, just for work. Like, I try to shut it yeah. down and then change this yeah. topic just because, um, you know, I don't need to be talking about myself. I think that's the real reason. Right. Like, right. I, it's just, I, I find it's, it awkward to explain it because, like, magician people have an idea of what that is. But when you say, like, mind reader that's just mm. like people are like wait what <laughs> you know right so so i've now when people like be like what do you do is i tried to i experimented with different professions to see what would in the conversation the fastest <laughs> you know just yeah like, sure. like, if you say if i say like part comedian or whatever then they're gonna want to talk about that and get into jokes which is fine but yeah uh i i started doing this is i usually say uh oh um uh, sell uh, life insurance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Landscape architect is one I've said. Oh, before. have you said that? <laughs> I have. I, I, you know, if, if there's someone... no follow up questions to life insurance because they're going right, to just think right. you're going to start selling it. Selling you on Same it. thing with landscape arch- yeah, yeah. architecture. Who wants to hear about your gardenias? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, if someone comes over and like recognizes mm-hmm. me and is excited to say hello, that's one thing. Yeah. Now, the harder one for me is if someone comes over and this happens and thinks they know me from somewhere. Sure. And you have to tell them what they what you what they know you from. It's like, I don't Which know. Which I'm not in interested in yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Let me so list like, my uh, accolades for you no, and yeah, see which like, one you know. But they, they won't pick up on anything like that. They'll think, oh, you come into this restaurant all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll think maybe they know you from somewhere right. or I've seen you before or we met before or we work together. Sometimes it's like that. And uh, I try to just shut that down. For, <laughs> like, I try to just be like, oh, yeah, I think so. And like, keep it moving. Right. Yeah. How do you, I, I'm still not comfortable with handling no, that. I don't know how to exactly go into <laughs> it. Do you what do you do? I know I'm sure that's happened to you know, at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think uh, like how I've handled that before. I know there's definitely situations where you're talking about like being a regular I, I get worried about that sometimes of like being like going to a place too often that I am the regular. Oh, oh, right. But I'm referring to where they think. No, you're I know. Regular. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But OK. I just, OK. I just wanted What's to wrong tell with you, being a regular? No, there's nothing wrong with being a regular. But sometimes like there was a moment when I was going to the same diner like every single day. Like it was getting sad. Like they probably. Why didn't is think that I, sad? I love being a regular places. No, but, What's but a- like literally every day. Like. <laughs> 
and, yeah, like regular is one thing, but like when you're living there and having I'm, all listen. your meals. So I started going to another diner just to, so that the other diner didn't think I was there too often. Are, are these solo trips to the diner? Oh, yes. Yes, listen, yes, listen, absolutely. Listen. I'm more than happy to pass judgment on you for things. This is not one of okay, them. Okay, great. I would join you at that diner. as sure. well. I love the idea of yeah. going to the same diner yeah. every day. You can, but me? like at four in the morning, like that. Did you was sit the at the same table every oh, time. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, let me think of your answer. So if someone recognizes me, yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, don't know what it is. Cool. <laughs> I'll probably say that. And don't if they know what it is, cool. If, if they keep like pushing, I'll just be like, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you what you know me from. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, if, if, if they're not on to the fact that it's something like a public platform, if they just think it's like something personal in their everyday life, which oftentimes is what yeah. they're thinking, they're not thinking, yeah. oh, what movie do I know this? They're thinking, yeah. where do I, where did I meet this person? Even right. though we've never met. Right. Um, so or just be like, yeah, I might have a twin. <laughs> yeah, but it's so pompous. Right. Uh, and again, yeah. it's not trying to be mean, but it'd be pompous to go, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm yeah. on TV sometimes, yeah. or you, you know might what I mean. You don't want to say my something. billboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh well, uh, if you notice that taxi behind us has a face on it that looks like me five years younger. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that. I mean, how do you yeah. how do you handle it gracefully? Yeah, you can't. I just say you don't. I just be like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So here here's a good one. Uh, it was in Bora Bora. Mm. Uh, uh, I was on a vacation, and uh, <laughs> is that that's just that's just Bora, but there's an echo, right? Yeah, there's an echo, <laughs> and and someone approaches uh, just uh, again, uh, uh, another guest at the hotel approaches and like staring, like almost uncomfortably, just kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I know you from somewhere, and I, I, it was just to the point, like he was really pushing, I know you right. from somewhere, I know you from, I know, I don't know, I mean. I've got one of those faces, a familiar face, blah, blah, blah. He ended up, like, somehow getting my room number from the front desk and calling the room when he figured it oh, out that after is, the fact. That is very creepy. <laughs> so it's not just me. That is super creepy. I thought you were going to say he, like, somehow did, like, a photo of you and, like, did an image search. <laughs> Cause figured again, it out. That would be creepy, too. Figured to, it out. Somehow got someone you. who worked there to say, "Is that so and so, or is that so, what, what's that person's name?" Got the room number somehow. But you uh, like don't clearly, ask me how that's okay. Do you just yeah. think you can go to a hotel desk and get a room number of anybody? No. Apparently you can because my phone rang. I picked up. Hi, is this Matt? Yes. Right. And uh, we had a very friendly chat. Like it wasn't weird yeah. on the phone, which she was excited to have. And I think. I don't remember if I ended up bumping in. I think I did end up bumping into him the next day at breakfast and we took a photo and all was good. But like, but like kind of a strange thing that they, the, more on the hotel than him, right? Yeah, but that's the thing to do is like, if, hope you bump into him again and then clear it up. Not like call this person up because you're clearly there for a specific reason too. You're on <laughs> vacation. You don't want to be disturbed, right? <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, I don't even mind being quote unquote disturbed, but it, mm-hmm. is, it feels a little bit like an invasion, I guess, when, yeah, when, when now, oh details. gosh, he knows exactly which room number, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he asked for a key too. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like at this point, they yeah. probably would have given it to him. <laughs> 
Now, now, when he was staring at, at this has happened when I've been hanging out with friends as well. Is like in New York City, every once in a while, you'll run by some celebrity. You're walking on the street, and uh, I remember one specific situation. We were walking by like Thirty Rock, and it must have been once Seth Meyers had finished taping a show, and Fred Armisen was right there, right? And I was walking with my friends, and uh, they just kind of stop, and they're doing that thing you were just saying that other guy was doing. It was just like staring. They were just staring at him, and I go. Okay, we can either keep going or you can go and say hello, but either option is better than what you're doing right now, which is just staring. And I, I wonder if you relate to that. You'd just prefer someone to come up to you and be like, hello, how are you doing? Or move uh, on. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. So yeah. I can relate to both sides of it. Uh, and specifically, <laughs> specifically with Fred Armisen. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is probably about 10 years ago. I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. I was in maybe, I think, connection in Atlanta airport. It might have been Detroit or Atlanta. And I was walking through, and I see Fred Armisen walking essentially beside me. Yeah. And I speed up so that he's behind me. <laughs> so this is about 10 years ago. I think uh, I remember this photo. <laughs> I think you do, too. So I decide I'm going to pretend I'm taking a selfie of myself. <laughs> this is so awkward, the story. And get him in the photo. So I take the photo. And I glance back, and he's just shaking his head at me in disapproval. Not like a mean person, but like, oh, you idiot. Right? But again, he's there where he's like, I'd rather you just come up and say hello and ask for a photo, not be a creepy stalker taking a smooth, sly, (laughs) over-the-shoulder picture of me. Not so inconspicuous. And the the worst part is Worse that he caught you. (laughs) Yeah, it's worse that he caught me, shook his head at me in disapproval, and rightfully so. And the photo tells the whole story because he's staring right at the camera just like, oh, you idiot. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, I remember you texting me that photo and telling me that story. And it's just like, Matt, what are you thinking? So I can relate to how you felt when you saw your friends doing this because I learned the hard way. Right. <laughs> like, just go over and be like, hey, how you doing? And if or they're don't. Bu- right. If they're Those busy, then they'll be like, sorry, I can't. And, you know, most big celebrities will be happy to be like, yeah, quick photo and so forth. But uh, Yeah, I can't recall a time uh, when I've, like, wanted to approach someone and had a bad experience where yeah. someone was rude to me. I can't recall, a, like, you know, where you, where you saw someone that you mm-hmm. recognized. I can't recall a time when I've, like, approached them and they were a jerk to me. Can yeah. you? No. Where you've met someone that you looked up to or anything like that, even a brief encounter. No, I usually don't get super starstruck like that. Like, I'll just be like, oh, that's, there's another moment I was walking with another friend through New York and I was just like, oh, that's Paul Rudd right there. See ya. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, we kept sure. walking and they were like, wait, what? What? <laughs> they wanted to stop and I was already like a block or two ahead. So they caught up to me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was, uh, when I was in LA uh, the other day and sitting at, um, outside at this outside place with a couple of friends and someone pointed out like oh there's john crier you know mm-hmm. and i i got a little excited even though i didn't know who that is <laughs> Wait, Just, you, you didn't know who he was and you're getting excited I, yeah I, I honestly i couldn't pick him out of a crowd i know he's very famous yeah, yeah. but uh, you probably i'm sure you know who that is do you right? know what show he's most known oh, for uh, uh, well two right i think we talked about it at the at the table there i think it was like two and a half men maybe yeah that's one is that correct yeah wasn't he also but, on Will and Grace? I, I maybe I've never <laughs> seen either show, but um, 
yeah, I got a little bit excited. I was like, oh, cool. Which one is he? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, it's the bald guy. Oh, okay, cool. And I was a little excited, even though I don't know him. So, the, I mean, the, I guess I, the, I the bald get guy. He's bald now. Yeah, he shaved oh, his head. Oh, okay. I was going to say, well, if, unless, that, if that look, was the thing, then, uh, you know. <laughs> to be honest with you, my friends John could have Cryer. been... My friends could have been playing a complete joke on me because I would have believed it because I would have no idea. <laughs> he was in what? Pretty in Pink. I've never heard of that. The, the, the movie? No. Is that the movie he's in? Oh, I'm really off my game right now with uh, with trivia. <laughs> I got a double. Wow! How did we things. run so long? Oh uh, no, we're doing good. We're doing good. We had a little hiccup in the middle there, so. Uh, Is that why it looks long to me? Y- yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was right on all of these, by the way. Will and Grace, Pretty in Pink, Two and a Half Men. Boom, nailed it. You're trying to make up for not knowing Shakespeare's mother's name. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good place to wrap up. Uh, do we, we, we didn't do this. We missed this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, goals. Do you have any goals? This is a bank episode. It's going to be airing in a couple of weeks from now. But how about a long-term goal? Yeah, you know, I uh, at some point my exercise regimen just really calmed down. I was tying it to meditation, so I would meditate and then I would do some a little bit of exercising, and it's come to just meditating now. So I'd love to bring a little bit of the exercise back into my life. Previous goal was to get a new microphone. However, uh, the feedback from the listeners is that the mics sound okay, so I might even just nix that that no, goal no, about no, the, the microphone. The mic sounds good, but if you're having mic issues where it's not connecting, then that's a reason. <laughs> I think that's a Zoom thing. I don't know what's uh, going no, no. on with that. All right, I'm, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just make yeah. sure that that's okay. Uh, I'll piggyback off yours. I want to get moving outside a little bit more. At least what leave, are you going to do? Leave the do place. Maybe walks? start with some walking. Go Push, from like, there. Like with a place to go or just like a walk? Just take a walk. Just yeah. get out. Get that's some great. moving going. Mm-hmm. I think that's the goal for me. All right. I'm holding you to it then, buddy. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how motivated I feel. But, uh... Yeah, that's it for us. Uh, check us out on the social medias at Mind Magic Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, email us at the show at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us user-submitted uh, trivia or riddles or other topics to talk about. We'd love to hear from you, get some feedback, and uh, rate and review us and subscribe on all the podcatchers that you can. Uh, that would be helpful. Uh, but uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm Eric Diddleman. We've got Matt Franco here, but we'll see you next time.